This is The Busy Type, unfiltered conversations about all things life and business. We talk about the wins, the fails, and everything in between. So settle in, it's time to get busy. Hey guys, welcome to The Busy Type. This is your host, Ronnie. Thank you so much for listening. It's been a little while. A couple of weeks, I, I've been pretty sick and... Yeah, I don't know, you guys. I've, I was so sick. I just had, I didn't have coronavirus. If, if anyone's gonna ask, I did not have coronavirus. Basically, I've been dizzy. Like, it sounds so odd to just say, oh, I've been dizzy. But that's the truth. I've been really dizzy for like the past two weeks to the point where I would just be looking straight and like the room would completely shift diagonally, like a full on just tilt. Um, And I just didn't really feel right. So I've really just been laying low, trying not to do too much, trying to just work on some projects and not really talk or stare at the screen as much as I could because I was a little concerned that maybe I was just like getting eye fatigue or something and that was causing it. I don't know. Anyway, that's why I haven't been with you guys for the past couple of weeks. But I'm back. We're on track. We're doing this. If you are new here, my name is Ronique Barber. I'm your host. Um, I'm a copywriter. I run a solo copywriting studio called Virtual Favor, as well as I have a vegan skincare line called Lazy Face. So that's me. Today's episode I'm so excited for. I've been wanting to do this episode since I wanted to start the podcast. Um, So this episode is going to be all about the top copywriting mistakes. So when I say this, it isn't like, oh, let me just tell everyone all the things that you do wrong. That's not the case. It's basically just to kind of give you tips, things that are commonly done wrong in copywriting. And this is for your website, could be for kind of anywhere, but even social media. But we're specifying today strictly on your website. That's that's mostly what it's going to be about, okay? So if you're looking for more email tips or blog post tips, anything like that, feel free to slide into my DMs and ask any questions you have there because today we will be focusing on web copy. I'm basically going to run through some of the most common mistakes that I see and a way and give you ways that you can correct those mistakes, okay? Although I'm mentioning the mistakes, it's basically going to be mentioned in a way that you can correct them. The first mistake that I see, and it's probably the most common mistake, and I see this quite often on about pages because it is about you or about your business, but it's making it all about you. It's not about you, unfortunately. I think we all get into business, we're excited, um, especially if you're in a service-based business, you're excited to help people, but it's easy to forget that you are your job on your website is to show someone how you can help them whether that is a product or a service the whole goal is to let them know how you can serve them best so the goal should not be making it about you even in the situation when you're on your about page you really want to give a brief introduction to yourself um, I'm a big fan of a fun fact. If you if you check out my personal about page on virtualfavor.com, you will see fun facts about me. But that's really just because I like to humanize myself. I think that's the best thing that you could ever do is humanize yourself to people online because 
when you're purchasing online, it is not the same experience as when you go into a store or when you meet someone. Like even if you were calling an attorney and you're meeting them, you go and you call them, you meet them in person, you get that one-on-one, even down to your CPA, your tax accountant, whatever. Like (laughs) you are always getting the, having the opportunity to meet with someone in person. And when that is eliminated through the online space, obviously it breaks so many barriers. We can work with people all over the world. However, you don't have that human connection. And so many people rely on that. I tend to, I don't mind like dealing with people strictly through email and never talking to them. Like I feel comfortable in that space. And I think that's just because I'm pretty introverted. Most people don't like that. They want that one-on-one connection. With that being said, it's not about you. So your job is not, even on your about page, to spend all of your time talking about yourself because you think that this person clicked that about page to learn about you. They did want to learn about you, but really, when people are clicking that about page, they're just searching for more. It's not necessarily that they're begging for more information about you, that they're dying to know about you and why you started this business and like, oh, we were founded in 1902 or like anything like that. That's not always the goal. Like they're typically just, they didn't get enough from that homepage. They, they're still, and even if they, if you provided a ton of information on your homepage or your landing page, sales page, whatever, if they're clicking on that about page, they just need more. So they're kind of looking to be sold a bit further. So this is your opportunity to describe how you help them, be it with a product, be it with a service, whatever it is, how you help them in a way that seems more personal. So that's when you start to talk about, I help people in this way. And you kind of like connect more on their problem. I will mention this time and time again, probably on every single episode, anytime you ask me about copywriting, it's really just about addressing the problem and how you can solve it. That's all any sales copy is, any copy. Copywriting is all is just writing to spark an action in someone. That's really all, all that it is. And I say all that it is as if it's just like cake, but it's not. Obviously, like getting someone to take an action is... It's, it can be difficult at times. Just ask any girl who's begging for a boyfriend to propose. You know, it's not always easy to get that action. Um, but hopefully that didn't trigger anybody. Should I put a trigger warning in the caption um, or the description, I should say. But anyway, um, so the goal is to make sure that you're not talking too much about yourself. And even when you're talking about yourself, you're really making it about them. So it's kind of like when you're tra- when you're in an interview and they're like, tell me your your weaknesses or like tell me a time when you wish you would have improved and it's like you you tell them that weakness but you're spinning it into how it's really a positive basically on your website anytime you're supposed to be talking about yourself you're really spinning it on how what you do and what you bring to the table what you offer helps them so that's always the goal is to make it less about you more about them always 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 about them and less about you even when it's about you it's never about you on your website if you want to convert them that is and not just like make a friend a friend who likes all the same things you like or went to all the same schools as you or whatever the next thing that i see as a big mistake is when people forget to include social proof so social proof can come in a few different ways I think typically people think of testimonials, which are key. Testimonials are huge. 
you should always include a testimonial if you do not have a testimonial on your website. And obviously for products, that's often product reviews. Um, if you do not have a t any testimonials, get one. Like it sounds so difficult, but people do it all the time just by offering free work or a free product in exchange for a review. People love free things. And if it's something that they need, they will be happy to provide you with a testimonial. I will say if you go that route, make sure that you're kind of leading the questions um, rather than just saying like, oh, can you leave me a review? I've been there um, before where you just say like, oh, would you mind leaving me a review? And they just say like, oh, this person was great. And you're like, thanks, thanks so much. That's really helpful. I really am happy that you think I'm great, but that's not really gonna help me get any other clients just because you said I'm great or I'm nice or I'm pretty or whatever. Um, so what I like to do is create a little survey asking more specific questions about the service that, that you're providing or even the product if you want to really get detailed. Ask specific questions like how did this product help you? Help you? How did this specific service, so like if you're a web designer, how did my designs help you? Did my designs exceed your expectations or meet your expectations? What could I have done differently? Um, what was what was going on in your life when you decided to work with me? What problem did you need solved when you decided to work with me? Um, asking those specific questions allowed you to craft your own testimonial and provide your own social proof. So I think a lot of the times people exclude testimonials because they don't have them. Like, I don't think that people just knowingly say like oh I have just like a hundred testimonials in a spreadsheet and I'm just gonna leave them off my website I think a lot of the times it is because they just don't have them or the ones that they have they don't feel are quality so that is a good way to get those testimonials and make them high quality yourself you're not you know you're not crafting anything making it up in that way but you just are asking specific questions that lead people to give you the feedback that will be useful for you and allow you to provide solid social proof. Um, I recommend if you are gonna do that, first of all, I recommend you do that even if you do have good testimonials, so that way you can like create that so that every time you work with someone, that's just like your natural at the end survey. I do that, I think it's great. Um, just to kind of have that in habit and then you can create like one long spreadsheet and look for patterns when you're writing your web copy, which We'll, we'll talk about that and in a, at another time because I'm all about researching and seeing the patterns because that's key. Make sure that you are getting those solid testimonials, that you're using them, that they're actually beneficial. From there, um, there are other ways to provide social proof. That can be anything is just showing that you're in demand. So you can show I, I, some other ways of social proof, obviously, are like your portfolio if you're in a position, which most people are, so that they can show like their work, that's key. Like people, even if you don't have a testimonial from the clients that you worked with, just showing work that you've done allows someone to say like, oh, hey, this is a person that I can trust because I can see work. I can see the physical results or the actual thing that they did, that they made, whatever. Like whether you're a social media manager and you just have links to and like links and little snapshots of the accounts that you've managed so that somebody can go and take a look and see, like 
that's social proof showing that you're in demand in any way and this is where it gets a bit creative and it's easier to do on social media but you can just show that like you're currently working on something so having like a link to your instagram feed on your website is a way just to show social proof like if you let's say you're a designer and you're working on a project you're working on someone's website and you are putting up like just a quick like photo of your computer screen and like you working on a client's work or a project that's showing social proof because you're showing that you have work and you're in demand that people want to work with you um, other quick ways to do that are like if you have like any spots open you can say like say things like oh two spots left this month in my program or one spot left three spots left whatever just to show like oh i'm not fully open and available other ways to do this if we're getting a little creative and kind of once you're leading someone off of the website um unless you do have your like scheduling it for discovery calls available to view if you have like that calendar available on your website you can leave it to where you only have limited times to take calls I recommend this anyway because I don't think you should be just constantly available to take calls if you're trying to set a schedule for your life and for your business. But what you can do is like say you only have three hours a week to take calls. That makes you look super busy because it looks like your entire calendar is blocked. So that again is kind of getting in there and being like this person is in demand. That's a way to show social proof. So don't yeah don't don't it doesn't have to just be testimonials testimonials are essential um and i don't think there's any reason for anyone sh to not have them because like i said you can do work for free you can do work for low cost you can literally just exchange services with another person um, who's not in your exact same field and both give each other testimonials it you know there's really it, there's a million ways to get a testimonial and to get that done quickly so i would always recommend doing that but yeah and if you're looking for a way to do the survey that I mentioned, you can always do like Google Forms, you can do Typeform. Those are both free options that you can create surveys that look nice and presentable um, and are easier for someone to fill in rather than just doing like an email. You can always put the questions in an email and then they just reply and answer the questions within the email. But if you're really trying to make it like streamlined so that you can auto-populate a spreadsheet all of those fun things get all the responses in one spot that's a great way to do it is through google forms or type form personally i prefer type form because i think it just looks prettier but maybe that's just me okay so the another thing that i would say is a top mistake that i see often on websites is people not including a value proposition a value proposition is like saying what makes you different like it's it's basically saying like in one clear succinct way what makes you different from others in your field how you stand out why they should go with you with versus someone else obviously this is something that you need on your website because you're trying to prove to someone through the internet that has likely never met you sometimes never even heard of you and just randomly landed on your site that you're worth it, that you're the one that they want to talk to more, that you're the person whose list that they should, they should give you their emails, so that you can blow up their email with all of your free goodies. You want to prove your value. And I always hate that phrase because 
I don't know, it just it just rubs me the wrong way saying that you have to prove your worth or your value to someone. But it's really true. Like we're all looking to find the one person who's going to be able to help us and the sea of people on the internet. So it's just really coming down to what you know to be true about yourself and what you bring to the table and feeling confident enough, confident enough in that to you know, stand up and say it. So make sure you always have your value proposition. That that to me is the key thing. Like that should be right up top. It should be attention grabbing and it should be right there letting them know what you bring to the table, how you can serve them. The next thing that I would say is that people are not addressing pain points on their website. And this is the most infuriating thing to me. How, especially like, this goes for service-based industries, this goes for product-based industries. How is anyone going to know that that you solve something for them if they don't even know what the problem is because you've never even brought it up? Like, if I, I see a lot of the times with people, I see this a lot on, on web design sites, okay? They're beautiful. Like, these are stunning websites, like such talented people but they haven't explained to me why I need what they offer. And it's like, I'm looking like, wow, this is pretty. Like, I want this. I want a website this beautiful. But like, they haven't told me like why that's going to actually make a difference. Like, I know that something's pretty, but it's like, why do I need to pay $10,000 for it? Like, isn't what I have pretty enough? They're not addressing my pain points. They don't know what drives me to make a purchase and they they haven't addressed it. So this is key. Do not ever, it doesn't matter if it's something like, even if you own a clothing boutique, like products are my favorite way to address this because it's like, why do you need that thing? Like, why do they need it? Why would they buy this? Like if you have a pair of like jeans and it's it's for like let's say good american jeans um those jeans are made for like more curvier women who maybe have like more hips and butt and like a curvier waistline those jeans like it the problem if you're always like you could address that by saying like if you're always struggling to pull up your jeans like maybe you have to lay down to pull them up and button them these are the jeans for you no more like that addressing that pain and like relating to someone and what they're going through and just letting them know like hey I see you and I know how to help you whether that's with your product or with your service you've got to mention it like you've got to say what their problem is otherwise they're just like huh yeah that was a pretty site like pretty cool bye like I don't know it's so frustrating to me um that people don't address pain points and I I do think sometimes I think it's just like they're just kind of being lazy and just like slopping it together what they think they need to have on a website and not really speaking to the people but I'm all about like that connection driven copy like I I always say like my tagline is sounding like the voice inside your customer's head and to me if I'm not talking to them like they are talking to themselves then I've done something wrong and if you have not achieved that goal you're doing something wrong. You've got to take the time to know your customer. That's going to help you on 
all every level not just your copy that's going to help you when you're on those sales calls and you can relate to those people that's going to help you when you're planning what products to launch next like you have to know the problems from your customers in order to serve them like if you don't know how to serve them the people that you want to serve like what are you doing like why are you even doing it if you don't know who you're trying to help why are you even helping them because you're not if you don't know their problems you can't help them so it's that's to me it's like going to the doctor and your doctor has no idea what's wrong with you but they're like oh yeah I'm, I'm gonna help you I'm gonna help you and it's like but you don't even know what's wrong with me how are you gonna help me I'm out of here I'm going to the next doctor who's actually getting to the bottom of what's wrong with me you know like who's trying to run the test who's trying to figure it out not just someone like trying to give me medicine for something they don't even know that's wrong that's that's a good analogy. I like that analogy. <laughs> um, that Yeah, clearly I, I have a lot to say about pain points. Please adjust your pain points. If you guys if you, if you guys have any questions, by the way, I feel like I am on one today. I just drank a Pepsi and I'm, I'm hyped up. You guys, I'm running low on sleep and I'm hyped up. But if you guys have any questions about any, any of these things, if you want to know more, if you're like, that's great that you said I need to know that, but how do I know that? Always email me or slide into my DMs. Um, you can slide into my at virtual favor DMs or at the busy type podcast. We, we have like no followers there, you guys. So if you're listening, give us a follow on the busy type podcast. That would be cool. Or just follow me at virtual favor. That's cool too. But either way, I'll answer your DMs if you have any questions about these things. So feel free. Okay. So I will move away from the pain points issue. Again, if you do have any questions about how to discover those pain points, let me know if you want to hear an episode about that. So getting the next thing I would say is getting too creative with your copy, um, like being too fluffy, like making everything like so fluffy and fancy and just getting carried away with the words that you're choosing. Okay, so this it feels like loaded because I grew up like loving to write poetry and just choosing like I just love words like I've never been that person to just like want to say it the easy way I like want to say it the beautiful way when I'm writing it out and like I want it to be I just remember it like as as a teenager I, I wrote this poem and it was like I'm floating on silent sorrows away from our beautiful past and it's like okay that's dramatic but it's like I'm, I'm crying because it's the end like that's all I had to say I didn't have to say floating on silent sorrows but I always remember that because it was so dramatic and just definitely describes me in a nutshell as a teenager but when you get too creative like I love a beautiful sentence I love something that's like quick-witted I love all of those things I love the sarcasm I love the funny and there's a time and there's a place for that but when you're selling the most important thing is to be clear like people need to know what you're trying to say it shouldn't fall on deaf ears so to speak um, no one should be confused at just as to what you meant it shouldn't be just so like you're saying so much that you're really saying nothing you ever met that person where they're like trying to talk to you it's almost like a guy that's trying to sweet talk you or something and he's like talking himself in circles because it just makes no sense like you're like what are you even saying like and he's like, oh, yeah, girl, <laughs> you know, and you're just like, wait, what? What did you say? Like, what are you even talking about? I've got to go. Like, 
that's what people do when they get just a little too creative on their copy. So never, never make it to where you're just so creative <laughs> that it doesn't make sense or that it's gotten lost. The purpose is no longer there. Keep things sweet, short, and succinct, okay? Like get to the point, make sure that every word has a purpose because people, like they don't want to read a million things. That's not, that's not what they want to do with their day. They will. We are trained to scroll. Like we're always scrolling on Instagram. Like we all scroll now. People are afraid of like a long page. It's not a problem if you're saying a lot. What's a problem is if you're saying a lot of nothing. That's the problem. You can't just waste people's times trying to say pretty words. Okay. You have to say pretty words that make sense and that are like guiding someone somewhere getting to the point so I'll, I'll try to keep it short on that because we're talking about you know getting to the point don't get too creative with your copy okay like even if you're like I'm the most creative writer like I, I was made to do this like I'm such a fancy writer it's like okay this isn't about like our journalistic skills like this isn't about you know the writing some beautiful narrative it's about selling bottom line like that's that's what you're there for do it get it done okay and here is another one. This one is interesting because I see it quite a bit and I don't think people mean to do this. I think it's completely accidental most of the time. Um, or, or I think sometimes it's a miscommunication between the copy and the design. Whether that's actually like a copywriter and a designer doing it or you are doing it yourself and you've just kind of got jumbled up with your copy and design. So this mistake, I would say, is misleading people with your copy. Okay, so this can be something like you have a button that says, like, you, you have some, like, headline about, like, oh, like, I help, I help female entrepreneurs, like, make six figures or something like that, right? And maybe, like, your button says, like, make that money <laughs> i don't know i'm trying to express how I, the types of, of vibes i've been seeing on a lot of websites okay so let's say it says like make that money on as the button and then they click it and it's a contact form or it's to your about page and they were kind of expecting to make that money like so they're like i i need to know how how i can make that money and when they get to a form they, they're not getting that. Like, even if you are saying, like, I'm going to help you do this, they're just feeling let down immediately because they're like, oh, but I thought I thought I was going to, like, make a bunch of money, you said, but now I'm just trying to talk to you and I'm going to be spending money. Um, so it's like you want to make sure that, like, your buttons match your where you're where they're going. Like, you can't just mislead someone with the copy to where they feel like they're getting a certain thing and they're not this also goes for your opt-ins like there's really no reason that you have to send someone a freebie in their email like if you're sending someone an, an email um let's say you have like a free guide of like i don't know like free guide of color palettes i don't know <laughs> or like to um different typography or something like that and like how to choose type fonts i don't know you guys i don't know typeface but let's say you have that freebie there's really no reason that you can't when they give you your email the button can't just immediately route them to that page 
it doesn't have to be in their email inbox. Like it's easy to set up in your email marketing program. Almost all of them, you can set it up to where it just immediately routes them to that next page so that they're not waiting. They're not feeling like, oh God, I'm on an email list now. Because obviously they know they're on an email list. Like they're giving you their email in order to get something from you. It's an exchange. However, you do feel that letdown. Like think of it, especially if you think of it in the sense of a product rather than a business-based business, a business-based business than a service-based business. But if you think of it in the sense of like you're on an online, like, I don't know, a hair care line or something like that, or like a, a online boutique, and they say like, oh, get 20% off like today, right away. And they ask for your email and you put it in and then like, you have to go back to your email to get it. And you're like, I just want to buy this pretty outfit. <laughs> like, I don't want to go back to my email and open it up and look through and maybe it's in my spam. I don't know. Like, what you want is that immediate code. And guess what? They could do that. <laughs> they could give it to where the code pops up right away. And they've made the choice not to do that. So you immediately get that sense of a letdown and that sense of mistrust. So make sure that when you have a button on your page, the copy that you choose to put there, may, it makes sense to what's happening next. So it's really kind of planning out that framework, that like spider web of what's happening with the beyond the words. So if you say something like get free guide, like, when they click that button or like give me my freebie like when they click that button give them the freebie don't say say thanks so much you're on our list go to your email to get it like no you said give me the freebie i want the freebie make sure that matches up like if they say schedule if it says like schedule call now take them straight to the contact page like don't take them to your work with me page have everything just very aligned okay don't mislead people because it just kind of immediately gives them that icky factor. So even subconsciously, once they get on a call with you, a sales call, once they purchase from you, once they get to that checkout, whatever it is, they automatically just kind of have like a slight bit of mistrust that gives that little ounce of hesitation and your entire website copy should be reducing hesitation. Okay, so just be sure of that. Okay, let's not mislead people ever. <laughs> all right here is my last tip for the day well I guess is this a tip or it's a mistake technically it's a mistake and I'm going to translate it into a tip the last one is having too many call to actions so in our last tip we were talking about buttons um, and a big problem can be having too many buttons especially if you are having a hard time getting the right customers like if you're if you're always getting people who like can't afford to work with you or maybe they could afford to work with you but like you don't really work with them like maybe like maybe you work with a certain generation like I tend to work with millennials um, or millennial geared brands and let's say that you just like I kept getting like like my mom's generation or like Gen Z or something like that and that wasn't my target audience it's like the goal is to qualify your leads and when you have a lot of call to actions you don't give people the chance to qualify themselves 
so here's what I mean by that. Um, like, let's say it, it was a cost situation. I have a client right now who had had a situation where they were, you know, getting the wrong types of people, like whether those people um, hadn't launched a product yet and they specifically wanted to work with people who did launch or whether the people were not quite in their budget, whatever it was, um, they were not getting the ideal customer that they wanted. And so now we're rewriting the copy to include one call to action on that homepage and on each page actually, only one call to action. We're putting that at the bottom of the page. So guess what that means? That means all of us who are on Instagram every day, on Facebook every day, scrolling, 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 we will now get on this webpage and scroll, 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 because we don't have a problem, we're trained to do it. Even if they're skimming, they're reading more of the page to qualify themselves. So if there's something on there, whereas normally on most on most web pages, like there's something in the hero, there's like a button in that header um, where someone can click to the next page. Maybe they've missed the entire point where you talk about like, oh, hey, I, I work with people who are in like one to three years of their business. Maybe they've missed that part because they clicked away in the header and like they're on to your work with me page. And then from there, they're on to your contact page. And you're like, why am I booking all I'm booking so many calls, but none of them are scheduling or like actually scheduling like to work with me because these aren't my ideal clients or you get them on the phone and you're like, you haven't even started a business. And like I work with people who are deep into their business and are just ready to level up. These are like the things that you can do to set this up so that you're not only not wasting your time, you're not wasting their time. Because again, that's putting a bad taste in their mouth. And maybe when they are ready for you, or maybe if they ever become the type of client that you do work with, they'll have that like they could come back you know people could come back like this we're playing a, the long game we're not playing short game we're not just trying to get people for today or tomorrow or next month like we want people that will come back years and years from now so with that you, you can't just give people like that negative you want every experience with you to be pleasant and positive and then leave with like a good feeling even if they know it's not for them right now they're like oh I can't wait for it to be me like there's a web designer that I want to work with right now that is out of my price range and I'm like oh I just can't wait to work with her like I'm so excited to work with this girl like I can't wait until that's like the level that I'm at and she hasn't given me a reason to be like oh god I wish she would have put that out there like she's so clear about her process and her rates that like I know I'm I'm not her ideal client right now but guess what like one day I will be and when I will be I will come back so that's that's the feeling that you want to give to someone is that feeling to come back so give people the chance to qualify themselves by not having a call to action too early and not having too many call to actions also this can just give people like decision fatigue so like even if this is your ideal client and you have like on your sales page a button here a button there a button here a button there and maybe they all lead to different places maybe they lead to the same place but they have different text uh that can burn somebody out like it can be confusing there's a copywriter that i love that he has all these buttons down his entire sales page and, and it's like the, all the buttons lead to the same place but they all have like these clever text um, they, like they have clever text and copy and it's all just like kind of woven into the story 
of the body copy but to me every time I see it like even though I get the point and I think it's it's so clever and it's something different to try and I'm sure it's probably working well for him but it burns me out and it makes me feel confused on which button to click and then I get distracted on do all the buttons lead to the same place and like I told you they do lead to the same place and I know that because I went back and clicked every single button because I needed to know. I couldn't even focus on what he was saying in his copy because I needed to know where all those buttons went and if they went to the same place or not. So that's kind of proof right there that it can be distracting and just burn out someone. So whether it's like, oh, click here to go here off of my sales page, click here to learn more about me, click here to see my work, click here to, I would say if you are gonna do that, have that on the home page if your home page is not necessarily designed to sell i do kind of believe that every every page is designed to sell even if it's at something for something different or to people in different stages like maybe you're really like your goal is to sell with everyone but maybe at that early stage it's just to get them to do something free so you kind of want to just show them everything that you're about so if there's i like on my on my own home page i do have lots of different options for people but it's the goal is to kind of like welcome them to my little world my little online home so it's like here's the podcast here's the freebie that i offer here's this blah 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 so yeah i hope that this was not too rambly (laughs) i got really excited so i hope it's not annoying to you guys um i really just love talking about other people's mistakes no, I'm kidding. I don't love talking about other people's mistakes, but I do love helping you guys not make any of these mistakes because they're so easy to avoid. So again, if you have any any questions about any of these things at all, um, I'm actually going to make a little worksheet because I know I said a lot and I probably said it too quickly or rambled them all together. I don't know. I'll find out later when I replay this. Um, but I'll go ahead and create a worksheet or, or a checklist, um, just going over everything that I said in this episode so that you can just have that to look at when you, if you want to use that to examine your own web copy or just to save for later when you are writing new web copy. So feel free to download that. I'll have it in the description so you guys can just click that. Um, and if you have any questions, like I said, always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I am on um, at virtual favor quite a bit, especially ready to answer copywriting questions because I'm like chomping at the bit waiting for somebody to ask me a question about copywriting because I just want to talk about it. Um, so, yeah, ask me any questions that you might have. Um, feel free to follow me on Instagram at again virtual favor or for our lovely podcast community that is very, very sad right now at the busy type podcast and if you do prefer to be to do email if you prefer to contact me through email feel free to reach out at the busy type pod at virtualfavor.com that is at the b-i-z-z-y type pod at virtualfavor.com and this was fun (laughs) i hope you guys thought it was fun too I'm really excited to be back on to this, so I'll talk to you guys next Monday. Have a good one.